Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? I go by the name of NFT QT or Q Harrison Terry, whichever one you know me by. What is this? Episode 29 of the NFT QT show. And it's just been nine, my friend. It's been it's been an incredible year. It's uh, we've started off. We're doing this video thing. You know, we've experimented. We've got the Instagram reels now coming together. Shout out to the little homie Linux that's putting those together. And, you know, Ryan, it's 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 exciting to see just all this stuff manifest. Yeah, man, we've been, we've definitely been doubling down. We've been putting out a lot more ideas, a lot more content, talking, talking to a lot more founders and creators too, which I think is I, ideally what we wanted to get the NFT QT show going was just talk to creators, you know? I mean, that's where we get all of our research and our insights from. It's like, you know, one part us going out and looking at what's in the market. And then the second part is us just learning from the people that are actually doing the stuff themselves. And hey, I agree with you 100%. Like there's, there's no better way to do it. So. This episode of the NFT QT podcast or show, whichever one you're listening to, is brought to you by the NFT Handbook. Uh, this is one of the coolest books that I've found uh, because personally I wrote it. But if you want to know anything about <laughs> NFTs, it, it's 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 really it's really really an incredible resource, right? Like I, I spent you know my whole life really just plugged in for a year and a half just to make this book and bring it to you. It's the NFT Handbook. If you want to learn how to buy, sell, or create NFTs, this is the resource you need. It teaches you all the vernacular. It teaches you, you know, a little bit of the historical concept of what an NFT is. And it's still very, very relevant in 2022. For those that don't read, because I got to shout this out one more time, go get the Audible. Seriously. It's about four or five hours of your life. If you do the, the 2X thing, it's six hours, I think, if you... Just listen to it at, you know, one at one X or 0.25. I don't know who does that, but some people do. And, you know, you'll, you'll change your life. Seriously. And if Definitely. you, if you don't like it, you probably won't like NFTs. And if you do like it, you'll probably find something extreme in NFTs to go deep in. And maybe, maybe one day after reading that book and doing whatever you're going to do in NFTs, we'll bring you on the show and you can be a guest. With that being That's said, cool. we've got big daddy hash in the building. Big Daddy, Big Daddy Cash. Cash in the building. Hey, what's up? What's up? Cash in the building. What's up? All right. So y'all don't juiced up. For the people that don't know who Big Daddy Hash is, it's 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 Adam Hashian. He is a cryptocurrency and NFT developer. If you don't know this, you're probably missing out. But he has created quite a few tokens, coins, whatever you want to call them. I think the one that everybody really rallied behind and he can correct me on this but uh most recently as i've been following was the the beepop or the cowboy beepop inspired nft project known as the beepop coin uh no it was not the official beepop coin but we're gonna look not yet we're not yet adam um we're actually in talks with funimation about getting licensing uh and becoming the first <clears throat> official licensed merchandise and treating it as a trading card uh, but this Bebop project, you're right, I am a cryptocurrency and NFT developer. Uh, just newly, and it's only been a few months, but I kind of dove head on. I got so many ideas, and really what I'm trying to do is um, build what I want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And the Bebop project, uh, specifically, this is my baby right now. It's kind of, it's on the Binance Smart Chain, first of all, so... It's not for the F heads. I mean, uh, a little bit cheaper gas prices and much cheaper NFTs. But um, what we do is we run raffles 
with NFTs. And if you are, if you mint the rare NFT of the set, we buy it back from you. You're, you know, it's your choice. You can keep it and speculate on the price, but we set a, it's usually like 70% of the entire minting fees for the set. Mm. We will buy it back from you. And um, it's kind of a great way to engage and people, um, you get a little bit of a gambling aspect. And then even if you lose, you still get uh, an NFT as a consolation prize, uh, which has its own speculative value down the line. And what's really cool about this project is when you mint it, you don't know what you got. So it just comes up as unknown or hidden. And after we mint the entire set, I press a, I push something on the contract and boom, everything is revealed and we can see the winner. We can all obviously see it via the smart contract anyway, but um, it's a cool little way to run a contest and a, a raffle or a lottery. I don't know anybody who's uh, doing it quite like we are right now. And uh, in addition to this, we have the Bebop token, which you can stake on our website and earn a percentage of uh, raffles. So you can try and speculate on the price of the Bebop token. Maybe it's going to go up, maybe it's going to go down. You can stake the Bebop token and just earn passive income from all our raffles. You can play the raffles yourself if you're just a gambler and want to try and hit the prize. Or you can mint the NFTs and hope that they might be worth something more than they are today. So we've kind of built this kind of ecosystem with Bebop um, to allow people a wider decision space on kind of how to engage with the community and how to play the game. And it's, it's just something that I haven't seen before, and I wanted it to um, I wanted it to exist, have a safe kind of raffle game that isn't going to rug on you mm. and people aren't going to run away with the money um, yep. because there have been some games in the uh, past. Uh, for instance, there's one called phone load. And um, there was one that broke my heart recently that was called like hacksers and lead. And it was a total scam. <laughs> and uh, man, it was so clean. It looked so good. And I was like, man, this is going to be so fun. Everyone's going to have a lot of fun, really engaging. And then just like that, it was gone. Yeah. So I um, I wanted to build something positive that wouldn't disappear and run off with everyone's money and like build a community and explore innovative and creative NFT design. Um, Definitely. And what I think is really cool about doing it on Binance Smart Chain is it's you can be creative and it isn't going to cost you so much if you get it wrong or you can deploy contracts and. The, the fees aren't so big. I mean, I know all the action on NFTs is happening on the F chain and that's where the heavy hitters are. But what I see on the Binance Smart Chain is where a lot of the really um, unique and fringe development is happening because it is so cheap to deploy and there are <clears throat> scams out there that you got to be aware of and there's snipers trying to grab your contract and it's just this really wild west kind of scene that is forcing developers to become more creative. Um, not, no longer are the days where you could just bring a meme, a funny picture and pump a coin to 200 million market cap. Mm -hmm. and for instance, uh, a few months ago in November, in October, the bull, when the bull market was going crazy, 
we had one called Dogebank on Binance that people were pulling out hundreds of thousands, uh, mm-hmm. to 200 million market cap. And it was just the team's dog with a baseball bat. I mean, that was it. That's it. Yep. And that pumped up. <laughs> I remember, I remember a couple, uh, that were on the fractional marketplace, um, right in the beginning, like the, the original Doge picture. Oh yeah. Up to 200 million or something, uh, really quick. Um, same thing was happening on the fractional. Cause it was like, Oh, let me buy into this picture real quick. Well, yeah. well well, I mean, Big Daddy Hash. That's what I'm gonna call you because that's what all. Absolutely, man. And Telegram and on Vi- on the Binance chain. That's what <laughs> that's right. I don't feel right calling you Adam, but, but <laughs> I brought you on the show, not because you know we were fascinated in like the altcoins and all that stuff, right? Like I think that is that is very fascinating. What I was super intrigued by, and you've already spoken to it, but I, I want to compliment you, is your ability to connect the two, because I think very. If you've been in crypto for some time, you remember the altcoin craze of 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. It was crazy time. Altcoins were there. And then there was ICOs left and right. Guess what? A lot of people got uh, got burnt on that. And you haven't really heard of anything in that altcoin domain until you and your crew started to come back. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this. You're, you're, this, this Bebop coin is something you're talking about because I think you... You started this by yourself and you you kind of rallied the troops, but you're behind a lot of the other projects too. Like you're you're the guy when people want to do a, 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 a an altcoin project. But what's fascinating is your ability to take NFTs and say, I'm gonna put a, a coin behind this NFT, or I'm gonna think about the tokenomics of this a little bit different. Like what led you to to having this combo approach? Well, you know, economics is really important. Um I was uh, originally an economics major before dropping out and all three of us are dropouts. I just learned previous to this. So, (laughs) you know, hell yeah to that. But like I said, something's got to be behind it rather than just a picture and a vehicle of speculation. And there's nothing wrong with creating vehicles for speculations. These meme coins, these shit coins that are just meant to, well, maybe they're pump, maybe they won't. But you can develop so much more and it was just wanting to be involved and wanting to engage with the scene. Um, like you said, that was what I originally started with my crypto journey was back in 2017, where you had to buy the coins off a of Coinbase or Kraken. There was only a few exchanges that you had. There weren't many of these smart contract tokens. And um, <clears throat> I had like three Bitcoin at the time and I was so dead broke, I had to pull it out to pay rent. I mean, I had a, a young family. I had my first son was born and I was like, well, I, I needed money. And then I saw it rocket ship right in front of me. And I was so sad. I was like, oh man, I missed out. What can I do? And I just forgot about it for a long time until we saw uh, Sheba happen last year. And Sheba went absolutely crazy. If you had like $1,000 in February, you're a multimillionaire in November. And I realized there's just so much opportunity. Um, I, I don't need to be discouraged. I can come back and participate. And it was just joining groups and finding new people and wanting to engage and volunteer my time and saying, oh, I have some marketing skills. I can write some copy for this. Yeah, let's create a shit coin and let's write some funny stuff about it. And by doing this, I just integrated myself into this entire scene 
in now I'm working with international developers all over the world, Brazil, Portugal, Russia, Poland, Finland, Australia, United States, of course. These are all people on my team. Half of them, I don't even know their real name, but we're, but we're building, you know, we're creating, we're pushing content out. We're seeing what works. We're battling against snipers, against scammers. Right. And it's just absolute development. It's, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, it's crazy. What do you feel like coins are all the crazy again, though? Like, especially right now. I think it's, I think it's only going to go up. I mean, well, without, what, do you, what do you think? You think it's the Binance uh, smart chains that basically allowed for a cheaper development in that creative yes, environment? Exactly, okay. exactly. Because Binance is fast and cheap. And, you know, um, how, how does that go mainstream though? Cause that's my, that's my caveat with Binance. Right? It's, it's not a mainstream token. Yet. I don't know if it will. I mean, and I don't even know if it has to, what's going to happen though, is that the smart contracts are going to be built on this chain and then they're going to carry over. They're going to be, um, for instance, when ICP, I'm a big fan of ICP internet computer protocol. I think they're building the future out there. So I just want to drop. ICP is huge. They're building something where you're going to be able to have smart contracts on the native Bitcoin chain, not wrapped Bitcoin, not wrapped other coins. You're like, you're going to have smart contracts on Bitcoin. And we're developing these really innovative smart contracts here. And those are just going to be able to copy and paste right to the next chain. Like the chain, the smart contracts we're developing on Binance, copy and paste on Ethereum copy and paste on Matic, all these, um, all these kind of Ethereum forks. Um, you're going to be able to put your development onto those. And, and what's, what, what's like the true benefit to that? Do you, do you feel like, uh, like as far as having Binance as kind of the, uh, the home base of sorts, it's just fast and it works. Um, it's fast and it works. And that's like the two most important things. You're not waiting 10 minutes. You're only waiting 30 seconds and then boom, the money's there. The transactions are happening. Um, you're not paying $300 to do a, a transaction. Mm -hmm. And so people who have no money but have skills, they can still participate. Um, for instance, we just saw on a Cardano, the Cardano's a, a big coin. I think it might be top five. They just came out with their own exchange called Sunday Swap. And it kind of flopped. I mean, mm -hmm. the transactions are backlogged for like two days. Yep. So imagine you put in a crypto transaction and you're not getting what you paid for for two days. Like that's not going to work. You know, they're going to need to develop that further for it to be successful. And right now, Binance Smart Chain's working. And so that's where I'm seeing all the action happening. All the like that, really that, cutting edge development. And that leads me to my next question is, Think about the metaverse. I know you've heard a lot about it. You've probably been promised a, a bit, a few things too, just with all the coins you're you're working with. But are you bullish on these NFT and metaverse tokens that are um, emerging? Bro, I'm bullish as hell on the Why? entire scene. I'm so okay. bullish, dude. I mean, how do you use this stuff? Like, I mean, like walking through like a metaverse token or a way you think fundamentally metaverse tokens could actually work. So I'm going to drop you. This is one, my original, how we got hooked up is my original idea and um what i'm going to call my mainstream company is dreamhouse nft and what we're going to build 
are NFTs, which unlock a virtual reality experience. Hmm. So right now, NFTs are such a baby, baby, baby form. You know, they're nascent. They're at most a picture, um, a music clip, and people are starting to get creative with it. And that was one of the things you first told me when we first talked. You said, you know, a picture isn't going to cut it anymore, you know, and it really isn't. You're absolutely right. But what you can do, and I've heard, um, I heard this on your show with, you can just do so much like augmented reality, having this kind of, um, if you own the NFT that unlocks a new experience in mm -hmm. the actual physical world, if you're wearing that kind of Google glasses or something. Mm -hmm. And you can be at a concert and two people can be having completely different experiences because one is utilizing one kind of NFT and the other person's utilizing another. So it becomes this like key almost that unlocks experiences. And I think that's what we're going to see in the metaverse, that these NFTs are going to become tradable keys to unlocking experiences. And my idea is, well, Celebrities that want to push their brand forward, big media figures that want to push their brand forward, they want to, um, you know, enter this new futuristic age and they don't just want a picture anymore. Well, we can create an entire virtual reality experience that you are not allowed to have unless you own that NFT. Mm -hmm. So imagine the possibilities of these custom virtual reality experiences like custom little video games, a private concert by an EM DJ or working out with your favorite celebrity or I mean this it's endless you know mm -hmm. it's endless the possibilities and then everyone always uh not to go this way this isn't my idea at all but everyone's always like oh yeah porn you know yeah. to get NFT your favorite porn celebrity and you're having a sexual experience I've with this that. porn star you know well so I, I guess in the grand scheme of web three where do you think altcoins fit? Because you're in this, like, you're in this deep cut pocket. And, like, you, I'm glad you mentioned the porn thing. Because the one thing that porn has had as it relates to a relationship with technology is porn adopts tech way before the mainstream, right? Sure. You can go back to Blu-rays, VHS, the internet. Like, any emerging tech format, porn is usually the first thing to do it. I mean, that's even why porn has the lead. I don't know what the stat is right now, but I think, like, so like, like 40% of the internet is like just porn. It's unbelievable. Like, because I mean, I, it's like, it, it might be greater than that. But in the reason why, why is like, you know, porn was, porn was largely some of the first websites. I don't know if you remember this, but like in the early days, like, um, uh, when they were doing the, don't let your kids get on the computer. It was because of pornography. They'd be like the website, your kid will be on support. Like even there was companies <laughs> made a lot of money selling like anti-filtering uh services to For real uh k-12 education mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if you weren't on the web like the odds you were going to end up remember that's even how google safe search came about because mm -hmm. they had to start doing filtering on the google level and now it's in the background but like yeah porn, porn and the internet they have like a, a very twisted relationship uh where do you think altcoins fit in the grand scheme of all this man you know i think I think a lot of them are going to die. I think um, there's going to be consolidation. Like some are just going to work a lot better than others. And some are going to create solutions that make current altcoins just completely obsolete. And 
I think as we see more developing development happen, we're going to see less and less altcoins and less blockchains, and it will become more consolidated, but I don't want to say centralized. I think mm-hmm. the, the solutions are going to be the ones that are largely decentralized. Um, that word Web3 right now, I think it's such a buzzword and it's like almost, I feel like almost everyone has a little bit different definition of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I hear Web3, I think of a return to decentralized internet where in the beginning of the web, everything was kind of spread out. Websites were in and of themselves. Now what we see, Web2, we'll call it, the big heavy hitters are controlling the data, where the data goes. Amazon Web Services hosting half the internet. Facebook, Google, these are the heavy hitters. And if if YouTube changes their algorithm, someone who's built you know a YouTube channel and is marketed themselves a certain way well if they change their algorithm you know all of their hard work can go up in a flash and so the really smart savvy developers don't want to have their development depend on these large companies anymore and so we're seeing a shift back towards decentralization and that's what i understand web3 to be now maybe i'm off but i think it's all positive i think that everything's going to be going this way and I'm looking into whoever's doing Web3 anything, I'm keeping an eye on because I think that's the future. Absolutely. Okay. Um, quick, quick, uh, quick thought on like so, kind of related to the Bebop coin, but more so like with Q's last question around altcoins and like their broader, you know, usage, you know, in the space or whatever. Like, do you necessarily see it being like, okay, this altcoin community exists on its own and it's forever going to be its own economy? Or talk to me more about like, you know, kind of the the consolidation. Because like, you know, with Bebop, it could obviously be its own way to engage with that brand forever. And maybe it has its own economy where it just exists there. How does it like, is that kind of what you think the vision for an altcoin is? Like just have a great sustaining its own economy or does it kind of fit into something grand? You know, I don't really know. Um, I really don't know. It's not a good answer, but that's fine. I'm just trying to develop what I want to see exist in the world and really put it out there. And I recommend everybody to do the same. I think there should be a lot more developers and people pushing that deploy button. Yep. You know, pushing the that that's when you make a smart contract, you have to deploy it. And if nobody's pushing deploy. There's no more plays. There's no more vehicles for speculation. There is no chance to have any economies. Mm. So I'm just, I'm here trying to herald the positive um, development and positive like association with crypto because it's like what I'm dealing with is so far out of the general conception of most people that they don't even know what crypto is. They don't even understand blockchain yet. And we're playing with smart contracts doing, I mean, incredible wizardry stuff. There's an old quote like, in the past, you know, in the future, technology is going to seem like magic to those who lived in the past. Mm. And the smart contract stuff that I see right now is like magic to me, where you can put the money, where it's going. These so many things are being developed. And- Talk to us about some of those 
some of your favorite, like people that you kind of are inspired by who are doing interesting things? Absolutely. All right, check this out. We got uh, right now this current Elon Musk tweet meta. So anytime Elon Musk tweets anything, five, 10 shit coins are made on the spot and people are trying to find, okay, what's the hot coin? What's going to pump? Because uh, what happened last week, Elon Musk tweeted to um, McDonald's and said, hey, will you take Dogecoin uh, for payment? And McDonald's tweeted back, sure, we'll take Dogecoin as long as you take Grimace coin for payment for Tesla. And it was just a joke. Grimace coin doesn't even exist. You know, it's the big purple guy. And sure enough, we got some sharks on the Binance Smart Chain produced a Grimace coin that night, which pumped a 13 million market cap. And people were pulling out five, six figures in four days. If you bought and held that very night and you held for four days, people were pulling out five to six figures, 70, 80,000 I've seen. And some people got absolutely wrecked. They were like, not, uh, they sold early and you can see your transactions. Oh, I could have been worth this much. Mm. And so now um, I'm part of this team where we've developed a system. So as soon as Elon Musk tweets anything, we have a contract ready to go in under 10 seconds and it's released in the telegram setup and we have callers calling it out. And so we're trying to pull out, you know, every time Elon Musk tweets anything, you name the coin, the coin always has Inu at the end. So for instance, there was two last night, it was like Blastoise Inu. And uh, I mean, it's, and these contracts are smart too. So they got anti-bot features. So there's these sniper bots trolling anytime a contract's created and liquidity is added into it, which means now you're able to trade because there's some money in it. A sniper, boom, buy it right away. So your entire project that you've been thinking for months can get absolutely wrecked because you weren't preparing to deal with these snipers and they can just buy up 10% of the coin at the very beginning automatically with their robots and tank the entire thing. So the fact that we have people developing coins based on Elon Musk tweets with huge security uh, protocols to prevent these anti-bot snipers and robots that set up chats to spread it around to thousands of people, all as a vehicle of speculation. It's like nothing I've ever seen, you know? I mean, it's, who would have ever thought you're trying to make $10,000 because Elon Musk tweeted about, you know, uh, what he ate that day. It's unbelievable. No, that's that's fair. I guess the, the question I have is like, you know, the marketer in me is like, who are these people that are that are actually buying these coins like is it just 10 people <laughs> i don't know bro and that's who we're, we're trying to find that's the whole trick is where are these people coming from because you'll have incredible ideas for instance um <clears throat> a, a coin called popcorn tools and what this uh this developer has built is like a language that you put in your smart contract and if you're holding his popcorn token you get perks for buying the new contract. So if you hold, let's say a million popcorn, now you don't have to pay any tax when you buy this coin, or you don't have to pay, or you can buy 10 minutes before everyone else. So this developer is like building this amazing language that's integrating with all these other contracts, but how do we market it? 
what, you know, why are people buying the Shiba Floki Inu with the pity, the pretty picture of the dog? And how do you get people to pay attention to the real development happening? That's a big question. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out almost every day. Dude, we got to bring you back on this show, man, for sure. It, Anytime I'm gonna... fired up. I mean, I've talked for hours about this shit. No, I mean, um, we're, we're definitely fascinated. And, you know, if anything, you've got my mind going. I want to probably chat with you offline about some. Anytime, bro. You call me anytime. For sure, for sure. Well, with that being said, man, we will catch you in the future. Thank you for being a hey, guest. This thank you for great. having me on, guys. And if you want to check out Bebop, go to bebopbsc.com. Um, bebopnft.com is our minting and staking website. Uh, we got a really cool, comfy community on Telegram. Um, you can find all the information on bebopbsc.com. Come join us. Come talk with us. The, it's really exciting. And get out there and develop. If you're if you're sitting on the sidelines and you're just an investor, that's cool too. But it's so much more fun when you're getting involved, you know. And that's what I kind of wanna wanna end on at least my message. For sure. Alrighty, man. We will uh, yeah. talk to you. Thanks, bro. Later, guys.